0: Locked Talk radio. Ladies and gentlemen, poison cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight. Horror. Fantasy and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life.
1: But I'm warning you,
0: there are always
1: Welcome to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this New Year's episode, the first episode of 2023, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Demonic Dean's Film Pick of the Week from the year that was, 2022, slash back. Directed by Nyla and Chuck. So we have uh, we have that to talk about later on in the show. But of course, as always, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Ghoul Geek Keith.
2: Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to twenty twenty
1: three and talking
2: terror. How you
1: doing? Welcome back. And we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the Mad Monkey, the Prince of Day. Get funky with the monkey? Yes.
0: Yes, King! It's a new
3: year, it's a new you, it's a new me, it's a new show! Oh, man, who are we kidding? It's all the same whole shit, just <laughs> rehash, because that's what we do, baby. But don't worry, fans, because we are about to set the internet on fire, because we are hot, 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 baby! But, <laughs> damn, lost my group. <laughs> okay. Damn! Let's just get into right. it. Twenty twenty three.
1: Feeling like Buster Bucks yeah. Poindexter over there.
0: Feeling hot, hot, hot
1: starting off 2023. Had to do the triple hots. And welcome back. You know, I know you weren't here last week, so we're glad to kick off the new year with you as well. Uh, and as always, thank you, Monkey, for inviting me over for New Year's and gifting me some moonshine, some homemade wine, and of course, Ming Jean Ogrelin. what better way to add that to my shelf? It's Ming Jean. <laughs>
3: Doing, doing what we can, yeah. just like, just keep adding bits and pieces to the Winchester to just ma- make it that, you know, horror and nerd museum <laughs> that it is. We just got to sit there and, man, we're going to have to, like, build a second floor to <laughs> your, <laughs> your building there so we can just, like, have that as just the, the museum, which we'll charge admission to. <laughs> and then maybe then we can you afford to use a ducking that. chair. <laughs> yeah. That'll be how I pay it
1: every month. Yeah, but he he is right next to Roddy Roddy Piper, you know where he belongs, you know with his microphone. And of course, uh, that moonshine was fucking excellent, by the way, sir. I mean, I I finished it already; it's gone. But peppermint moonshine oh, goes down way too smooth. <laughs> that stuff went down like water. I was like, this is dangerous, man. <laughs> I was like, I'm just drinking it down on a Sunday, and I'm like, oh shit, it's gone. I was like, well, good <laughs> while last. I still have the wine, so. I know I can't crack those until the 14th, so but they will also nope. be gone. <laughs> <They> gotta <laughs> let sit. <laughs> yeah. Gotta let him get extra strong you know, for the new year for 2023. So I'm excited about it. I know um, the dean is supposed to be on at, at some point. I mean, he's not here right now, but he's always fashionably late. Um, so, uh, you know, Ghoul, how was your new year? How are you excited about 2023? You looking forward to this year, especially all the horrors coming out this year? Got a lot of options.
2: Listen man, you know me, dude. I take everything day by day. So uh so sure. I I am excited now. We didn't do anything for New Year's. We just hung out with the kids and had a good time and just chilled with the family.
0: That's always the way. To uh do it.
3: Google, Uh I'd also like to ask you cuz you did go to check out Avatar. Would you like to wait till Dean gets on to talk about that experience?
2: Uh yeah, that would probably make sense uh if we, if we are
3: going to be discussing it. Because well, I would love to hear your input about that one.
0: <laughs>
3: but as always, he's running fashionably late. You know, he run, he's the dean of a school, but you know, we have to start counting on tardy for the episodes. <laughs> he's a busy yeah. man. Well, we always do.
2: Busy, busy,
1: yeah. busy. You know,
3: he's, he's we'll running see on if that he even shows up. <laughs> he, well, we'll see. He's on that. Um, li- he's on that laid-back San Francisco time. <laughs> you know, because time is just. Like- I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he's <laughs> got his weed. He's got his wine. You know, he's got a bunch of things to do. Uh, so his hopefully he shows coffee. up because it's been... <laughs> <laughs> he's so proud of that three-day coffee, man. <laughs> I got to give it to him. Yeah, he even took that picture. He's like, "Walk a the infamous weed, wh- coffee. Drink a little
2: wine. <laughs> That's okay. I've had too much already."
3: <laughs> well, no, I mean, we he's right found here.
2: that. <laughs>
3: We start hearing goats halfway through the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost? maybe no.
2: like like Patrick Swayze.
0: Oh, go, go!
2: Oh, there, oh he see, there, he there he is! There
0: he is!
3: He's here! there, is it, Monty?
1: Oh, welcome back! Welcome back, the goat! Everybody, he's here, <laughs> fresh out of Cali.
4: <laughs> Drank his
1: three-day coffee. <laughs> Had his three-day coffee, right? You enjoyed it. Welcoming in the new year. Always good oh, no. to talk about
4: the three-day coffee. Yes. That's all lies and scandalous propaganda.
1: Lies? You showed us a picture.
4: You made Run it. all by the right-wing media. The scandalous <laughs> propaganda and lies is the three-day... Process. It's more like a three-minute process, and he can spread lies all he wants. But the the ghoul has seen it with his very own eyes. Who?
0: I
2: I actually am <laughs> not the one to bring this up at all. This is all the king, man. I don't even
4: know why you're besmirching my name, motherfucker. <laughs> I was not besmirching your name. I was calling you as a character witness. Because he has called us <laughs> three coffee. What? The, the, the three-hour coffee. From. <laughs> What
1: the came for three-day coffee? Wow. Okay. Starting off spicy. All right, righty. We, we well, did not meet a you friend.
0: We, we, we love your coffee.
1: And we love you. you. That's all it that matters. I want to kiss your tummy and, and more in twenty twenty-three. So it's going to be all right. We're going to make I it love through to this, eat buddy.
2: Coffee. You know, it only took like an hour and a half. That's all.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, because coffee, you know, takes an hour and a half to brew. I mean, you know. Good coffee. You have to go pick the
2: beans, you know? That, that took a little <laughs> bit. And then yeah. roast them.
4: Not just pick them, but, but roast them as well.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, see, it's, it's a
2: high-fire machine in the back. It's like high energy. <laughs> mucho. Mucho dinero. I got like a
1: whole shopping back. <laughs> got like the Dean bloat. And we don't have to go to Starbucks. The fucking We're bean bloat
2: torch, you know?
4: You can use it on coffee beans <laughs> and clitorises. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. Multi-purpose <laughs> you our, tool. You take our bean very seriously around here. <laughs>
1: As you should. Your weed? beans are very good. Yeah, we <laughs> do. Your bean? No, coffee bean. got to treat that bean right. He <laughs> <laughs> can't just no, pick up a why, bag of coffee. It. No, he's got to make it his own way. You start branding your own coffee. Demonic Beans Coffee. You're get that blend. Oh, Everybody's doing it nowadays. Everybody has their own coffee. you got to get on that train. Because they're selling it in the Talking terror store. We've got to make one. (laughs) best part of
2: waking up is waiting two days for the Dean's coffee to fill your cup.
1: (laughs) It's for the Dean in your cup. Mm, Love me some Dean in the morning. Got to be the Mm -hmm. future. Love that Dean. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I smile. Sorry. Love that Joker. (laughs)
3: I'd buy that for a dollar.
1: <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, you he would.
3: Yeah, so anyway,
1: so we are here. We're going to be talking about flashback later on in the show. But since Dean is here with us now, uh, does anybody have anything you want to talk about before Dean jumps behind the desk and starts giving us some New Year's horror news?
0: Cool, go, go. <laughs> right. Oh. I'm like literally
2: coming down with like a, uh, like a cough or some shit at the moment. Um, it sucks. <laughs> like, it's one of those where it like, it like kicked in. Like I got home from, from work today and was like, Oh, I feel fairly normal, you know? And then like slowly as the, as like two or three hours progressed, I was like, wow, I'm actually not feeling so fucking hot right now. Um, that shit uh yeah no i know the, the, the monkey is uh talking about bringing up avatar uh the the way of water and 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 how that experience was uh revisiting the world of pandora uh within the theatrical setting and uh and i can uh you know obviously without spoilers and all that fun stuff is what i can say i can say if if you like in any way the original film go see this movie in theaters because you know what i will i will Absolutely eat a little bit of my own, uh, my, my own foot here and say it me was too. worth the experience. Um, it's a good time. Uh, it, 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 it amazes me because, again, I've said this a billion times. I only saw the original Avatar one time. I saw it in the theater in 2009. Uh, Dean, I believe you were there with me. Uh, maybe not. I, I forget. Um, the, no. We always chip in, but this, this is the same conversation we always have. Um, you know, I, only I saw did not it see this it says, I always saw it that one time because I always felt like that's the only way to see that movie, and I just never made it out to movie, the movies again to see it. Uh, prior to going to see the sequel, I did finally re-watch the movie. Um, yeah, I watched it in my living room, on my big TV, often like Disney Plus or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, as I sat there watching it, you know, I felt like, wow, like, A, I really wish I had watched this again. Because I fucking like that movie. I actually like the characters. I really enjoy and appreciate the world that gets built within that film. So that being said, revisiting it in full 3D was fucking awesome again. Because this is 3D, how it was meant to be done, you know? We got so spoiled with all these post-conversion fucking setups with this, you know, like just overlapping picture, little things pop out here and there, that, you know... Real three-dimensional films are fucking incredible. You know, and here we go. Once again, it's a full cube, basically, that you're looking into. You're watching a world unfold in front of you. You know, it's like you see in a sci-fi movie. Oh, they bring up a little fucking boop, 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 boop And, oh, they're watching some big three-dimensional picture in front of them. Well, that's what they I just watch what? for three hours a little screen, you know, whatever. They fucking hit their little computer things in the future movies, you know, and they're
0: like, boop
2: and fucking something, like, pops up, like, uh, like uh, <laughs> Wakanda. You know, all the fucking little vibranium things, like, also, like, come up out of the fucking ground and all that stuff, and you see, like, little figurines and everything. That's what it's kind of like. It's like it's, you're not watching uh, a picture necessarily as much as, like, I guess some people have compared it to, like, watching something that's been, like, sculpted, so to say. I mean, I, I don't know if I would go that far with it, but it's fucking cool. It's cooler than any of the three D shit I've seen in a long fucking time, man. Um, the movie I feel was it's long, uh, which which you know is, is not the greatest of things in the world of fucking Marvel films because you know even I think even us Marvel fans at this point are like. Yeah, slow down on the three-hour epics, please. Let's, let's try to, maybe if not keep them to two hours, but let's try to keep, like, a tight two to 220. Uh, and, and I'm happy. Just fill my two hours and 20 minutes with a lot of fucking information and a lot of action, and I'm going to be a happy person. Uh, this, though, again, the, uh, the, the action sequences are great. You know, um, James Cameron... Works fucking wonders with water, and you know we have seen him do this before. We've seen him do it in the abyss. We've seen him do it with Titanic. Uh, the, the, the man is a great filmmaker when he is doing something that he really wants to do. Uh, so so yeah, I, I can't recommend enough to go see Avatar: Way of Water in theaters because like the original Avatar, if you're going to see it at least once, see it that way because that's how it makes it makes it the experience that it's supposed to be.
1: Very
0: cool. If you like, like Avatar. Avatar.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that you said that because I don't plan on ever seeing it. So, you know, despite all the money it's made. I can't well, do it again. I can't do it. <laughs> I
4: have to say, I have, I have, I have not seen it. And uh, I also have to uh, get called to the carpet here because oh. – Pretty much for the last two years I've been talking about how it's gonna be a massive bomb. And we all thought that. Uh, what's that? We all thought that. Not just you. Yeah, no, yeah I know, but I just all feel all like together. I was I feel like I feel like I was incredibly vocal about it any time the subject came up to the point where I think I even remember at one point trying to Uh, proposed like a a bet as a content piece like for myself Mm -hmm. like what would happen if it's a a hit or what would happen if it's a bomb and like we never actually ended up putting anything like that together but um, you know the early (coughs) what's interesting is the early the early returns uh, were not looking good Um, it kind of limped out of the gate a little bit and I know I had said it uh, I think I said it I'm opening my texts with the ghoul to check, and I'm pretty sure I said it in the group. Uh, but I said that, um, I said that um, you know, unless there's, like, like, strong word of mouth, like, coming out of, like, the holiday season when everyone is off of, like, school and work and going to see it, like, this truly might be a colossal bomb. And I have my texts right here, and I actually said those exact words to the ghoul. I said, uh, box-off predictions, according to the king, not looking great, but if word of mouth comes out of this holiday week, uh, big that could turn the tide and and the ghoul That's what happened said the ghoul said not sure anything is going to rectify the box office at this point man it may make some money off mm-hmm. the holiday but compared to the major franchises like the MCU and such it's just not feasible um, so they easily could have had this a juggernaut had they got the second film out by 2014 or so um, So anyway it's it's uh you know this about like the I did have uh an avatar piece in my notes here, so I'm just gonna uh grab that real quick and uh that yeah, well it, I it, know it's at I was just gonna say that it's uh at it's at one point two billion at the box office worldwide. Uh in less than 1. two 4. weeks. One of the fastest uh hmm. then, then that's been updated since I since I took these notes. Uh one of the fastest to do so uh worldwide. Um and James Cameron, like, has claimed that, like, he has stated that that they know exactly what they're doing, um, that, uh, you know, he is, he said that, um, you know, the sequels uh, will come now every two to three years, uh, that uh, it's going to be very much kind of like episodic TV, as he put it, but, um, but yeah, man, uh, this thing has fucking gone crazy, and it's only been out for two weeks, so...
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so, like, all right, so yeah, that 1.4, Bill, uh, most of that is everywhere but America. You know, don't get me wrong, it made, it made money here in the States, but the, the, the bigger amount of money is going on overseas with all the other countries and everything.
0: Um, yeah, globally. Cameron
2: said that <laughs> in order for this to break even,
4: it has to hit the top eight Highest-grossing movies of all time. I think he said now, the top four. To do, I reported on that last time. I think he said the top four.
1: Yeah, top four. I, I read.
2: An, I read something recently. It said top eight. Maybe it was top four, but I read top eight. And I looked it up in order to do that. He would have to hit the Lion King. He's about two hundred something million dollars away from that still.
0: Um,
2: so, it's. I think it'll make it. Because it's going to stay in theaters for you know however long they're going to need to keep it in theaters to do so, and they've got a long stretch of time before you get another major film coming out, which is the new Ant Man movie in February. Um, that is what I think its target range is at this point. They know they need to hit whatever number they're going to hit with this movie prior to that, because once Quantum Mania hits. That is it. You know, it's, it's the fucking floodgates are going back to Marvel for a while because that's the, the next mm-hmm. big, that's the movie that kicks off the next phase as far as
3: things go, so.
0: Now, I'm looking forward to that one. That
3: it, yeah, despite that it's broken a billion dollars, though, like, I, I read somewhere that it's got, like, for it to actually become profitable, it's got to get past $2 billion just because he spent so much money on this movie. So he's still in the
2: hole. (laughs) They they have already filmed some of the third movie. They filmed it concurrently with this film. Um, And even though it hasn't been officially greenlit yet, they have worked on some production of the fourth film. Uh, Everything that he's saying, he's not wrong. You know, as far as it being like an episodic type of deal, you can... You can see the groundwork that he's laying for future storylines already in this movie, but what's cool is it's not done in that way that takes away from the story itself. It still gives you a definitive story, beginning, ending, and you come away from it. If they never make another movie, you're like, oh, okay, cool. But at the same time, there are some threads that you want answers to. There are things that you're like, wow, you know what? They can take that further. And because of the way they jump things a little bit, you know, the, the, the main character, I guess not really, Well, the main characters got kids and shit like that. Uh, you, bring mm-hmm. in to, you bring generational jumping into account. You know, by movie five, supposedly, this, is gonna, this franchise goes back to Earth. So however it's going to do that is going to be fascinating because is that, like in Cameron's head, is this going to be a Na'vi offensive going back to our planet or is this something else entirely and and all that fun stuff. Oh, and just to lay it to rest, little monkey boy, the little white guy running around with the blue people, he's just a human being. He's not like a hybrid or, or anything of that nature. Because I know at some point we were like What the hell, how would they have a little white kid Running around with all these big blue motherfuckers But you know, that, that, that's all it is He's kind of been raised He's been raised along with the Na'vi So he kind of acts like one of them uh, He's kind of like uh, our, 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 our wonderful our, our wonderful Barefooted friend in fucking the WWE Who I can't remember his name at the moment
1: Matt Riddle?
0: Yes, yeah, Matt Riddle There you go
1: <laughs> no, he just likes to get high <laughs> He doesn't <laughs> want to be around the Navi I didn't even know that there was like a monkey boy In Avatar 2 that, uh, okay. I, the I didn't even know you we talked about it White
2: kid with stripes running around You know I was like, What the hell is that so, about
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> Well like I told you Goul, The trailer was so forgettable that I didn't even know what the movie was going to be about I was like it's just like oh Beautiful settings and yeah Way of Water 2 like, I didn't know the door was conflict. I didn't know anything, really, except that there's just blue people running around, riding on dragons. So, you know, I was like, give me something I can work with. But obviously, there is a story in the movie, which is good, you know, that you can follow, you know, because like I said, the trailer just didn't really make me want to go back at all, just because it's confusing. I like a, you know, nice, this is what we're dealing with. These are the bad people. These are the good people. And let's fucking get it out. But no. So. <laughs> I did see a meme, though, on uh, Facebook. There was a guy in the theater watching Avatar 2, but he had his phone out and he was watching Family Guy, and he's like, it is that long, y'all. Like it was like the pulled out his phone and watch uh, watching Family Guy. I thought that was great. Because it is, like uh, the Golden Ted, like a three-hour movie. You know, I, I don't like those three, too much anymore.
2: Three hours and 13 minutes, and it was about a half oh, hour. Nice. My movie was uh, was a one thirty. Uh, I, you know, I I pulled my phone out to check the time for when it actually started. Trailers were done by about two, um, so and the movie went to credits at about five. So, so it's pretty much three hours flat. You know, credits are probably yeah. about thirteen <laughs> minutes long because it's a lot of people working oh, on that work.
3: movie. At, at now least thirteen K- minutes. K- and King and yeah. I were talking uh, during New Year's and stuff like that. If they keep making these movies longer and longer and stuff like that. You know, they need to go back to sit there and reiterating intermission. You know, take a break in yeah. the middle, like a nice little 15-minute break so everyone can go hit the bathroom, stock up all the snacks and all that kind of stuff. You know, it'll let you know, hey, you know, your movie's getting ready to start. Everyone get back in, and they start the movies back up. Because this stuff about movies getting longer and longer and past three hours, you know, yeah, there ought to be a break in there somewhere. Because you can't, expect, mm-hmm. like, especially if you're trying to, take families and children to, you know, see these movies. You're asking a lot out of these, you know, your little dudes and dude ass, you know, to be sitting in a chair quiet and still for you know, over three hours now. Yeah,
2: it's a rough sell for these these epic style movies, you know, and we seem to see more and more and more of them as as we're coming along. Um, But, yeah, no, I I don't disagree. I think, you know, I think once the movie does it, that – once the movie's going to kind of clock in over that two-and-a-half-hour mark, you may want to think about, like, instituting some kind of intermission with it. But definitely, definitely with, like, the three-hour thing and above. You know, I know they do it whenever they do those uh, the big marathons. Um, I mean, you mm-hmm. can also always just, just wear a diaper and, and be good to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, or a colostomy bag or something, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> because I was talking about uh, Grindhouse. When that movie came out, the Quentin Tarantino, uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, team up, they had an intermission after the fake trailers. It was like five minutes. Like, yep, and you know they start playing Spanish Flea, and then what you get up so you can go to the bathroom, you can get on the soda, and then sit back down before Death Proof started. And I was like, this is what movies need to be. Like, if you're going to make me sit here for three hours plus, yeah, I need you to stop it. You know, before the action really gets fucking going, and be like, oh, go ahead, go to the bathroom. You know, grab a snack. We'll see you back here in five. You know, it's it's the way to do it. Like. Look at the fucking Batman. I mean, that movie was close to three hours, and I'm like, oh, I felt it the entire time. I'm like, I got to get up and go to the bathroom. I can't leave because I'm going to miss oh. something important.
2: Oh, you know what? I had one of those pisses at the end of Avatar here, where it was like, you
0: know, you're going,
2: you're going, you're going, you finish, You finish, mm-hmm. and then there's this like slow stream trickle that just goes on to, like, you know, <laughs> fucking, like yep.
0: oh, I like, hate that. I five hate minutes. That.
2: 5 minutes and you're like, "Man, what the fuck Because, you Know if you put your junk away, you'll get down your leg oh, you yeah. you get that fucking
0: uncomfortable <laughs> shit."
1: <laughs> oh. I hate when I fucking take those pisses. Yeah, so you think that you're done, and you're like, "All right, I'm finally fucking out." Then you put your dick back in and all of a sudden you feel it on your pants like fuck. Now I
3: got to take nope, some nope, of fucking nope, jeans.
1: Nope. Cause the stream, That's why you never wear I khakis. Were.
3: Never wear khakis when go I to the mean. on a date. <laughs> not uh, no nah,
2: never pants only. never with those yeah no light brown pants nothing like that man and yeah you push here's the here's the thing you got to push to your fart you know but the problem with that is you <laughs> got to make sure it's you got to make sure it's going to be a fart you know because <laughs> that is how you me. end up having that fucking that shit in the pants and that's oh, a double whammy
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is there's nothing worse than that when you're taking a really nice fucking piss and you're about done and all of a sudden you're like oh fuck i got to take a shit then you have to fucking switch from the <laughs> urinal to the fucking stall and then sit there. And then 20 minutes is elapsed, and you're like, oh, fuck, the movie's over now. There's no going back. Like, I miss so much. I was like, why does my body hate me so much? I just wanted to see what happened to the Batman. <laughs>
0: <No>. Yeah, those were <laughs> the worst
1: fucking times. You know, so I wouldn't mind you know. that. I mean, but sometimes movies just grab you and just fucking go. Like uh, Avengers Endgame, I was there the entire time. Like, I didn't feel like I had to go to the bathroom at all. I was clear. I was good. I stayed there the entire time. But I think it's just because it grabbed me as far as the movie goes. Like the Batman, I'm like, I could just fucking go anytime. I mean, he's still fucking talking for like 10 minutes about how Gotham sucks. Like, I could probably leave. Like, you know, when I come back, it's probably still going to be like, Gotham's
0: a disease.
1: And i it's crumbling.
0: Alone. Gotham's dying. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm Vengeance. I'm angry at everybody. God, Alfredo. Go the fuck city's yourself. eating itself.
1: Oh, God, he was so fucking depressing in that fucking movie. The city's eating itself. And I'm the fucking so Like Stop it. Stop it, Pattinson. Nobody has ever been as depressing of a Batman as you are. Fucking like walking around your house looking like Wayne Staley in his final years.
0: Oh, man, I can't <laughs> stand the light.
1: I need my sunglasses. Alfred, where's my sunglasses? Why haven't you slept? I can't sleep. I'm vengeance. I'm justice. No, you're just Bruce Wayne. You're not in the suit right now, Batman. But I'm Batman. Fuck
2: you, Alfred. No, you're Bruce. You're not my father. (laughs) You're not my real dad.
1: Running upstairs and turning up the typo negative and just writing in a journal. Alfred sucks. I can't stand him. I don't even know why I keep him on the payroll anymore. I'm supposed to be Batman. Like, wow, he's edgy. (laughs) To the
4: Bruce Wayne from Harley Quinn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God, I hate my parents so much, but I love them. I need to bring them back. I want them to be proud of me. Okay, Bruce. You're kind of fucked up. No, I'm not. I I love that version of Bruce Wayne and Batman and Harley Quinn. But anyway, (laughs) Dean, now that you're here, let's break into some horror news that isn't Batman or Avatar related. What do you got? What are we talking about?
4: Well, did you want to talk about the – the big trailers that came out today for the new year of horror representation. I would love to, sir. What do we got? Well, then let's start uh, with Evil Dead Rise. Uh, We know Mm -hmm. that this has been in the works for quite some time. And the interesting wrinkle to the story is that this was destined to be released exclusively on HBO Max. And it turns out that the studio was so thrilled with the high scores from the test screening audiences that they have now turned this into a theatrical release uh, that is coming in April. So uh, Bruce Campbell, the trailer arrived today. (laughs) Um, I got a chance to see the trailer. It looked pretty cool and I'm just curious to, to hear what you all might have thought about the trailer for Evil Dead Rise.
1: Oh, cool. what'd you think about Evil Dead Rise?
4: Uh, you know what?
2: I uh I thought it looked kinda of fun. You know, I I uh, I can't really lie on it. It it looks like it's gonna be a good time, you know, and I I like the two thousand fourteen movie. And I feel like this is gonna, you know, kind of make its own little twist and, and and take a little bit of what we know and what we love and and just make it its own thing. I, I'm ready for it. Let's mm-hmm. let, let's do it.
0: Yeah,
1: monkey. What do you think about the Evil Dead Rise trailer?
3: <laughs> yeah, dude, and and like the remake, which we covered on this show. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I was really liking what I was seeing it, and I'm hoping they're you know gonna go and show us what, you know. It looked like they were going to show us in the trailer just getting darker, getting nastier, you know, and, like, just getting fucking gross. And, like, I, like the trailer itself, like, you know, actually made me feel on edge because I was like, oh, fuck, I think, you know, this isn't rated our trailer. Are we going to, see you know, are, are we going to see this? Nah, not, not. We're just teasing you. <laughs> but I am, you know, very excited about this.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, as soon as it dropped, I couldn't wait to watch it because I've been excited about Evil Dead Rise for a while. Um, and then the trailer played out and you get the basic elements. You get the book, you get the tape recording on a record, you know, of the Klaatu, Vrata, Nikto, you know, which brings about the Deadites. Um, I love the fact that not only is it in a high rise, but there are kids involved in this one. There's children, you know, which has never been done before in Evil Dead. So they're introducing that element of a mother being infected by the Deadites and these children and the oldest daughter having to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, and as far as, like, gore-wise, I mean, you get the tattoo needle to the eye, you get the one person eating glass, and you see the glass protruding from their skin. Uh, you get a lot of, like, good gore moments that I'm hoping there are plenty more in the movie and that we just didn't spoil ourselves and, and see all the highlights. Um, but also, yeah. it just proved to me that you don't need Bruce to make a good Evil Dead movie, because this looks like it's going to be a lot of fucking fun. And it looks like it's going to be dark and it's not going to be super funny. And I think I thought, why well, we all kind of like the Fetty Alvarez version because it wasn't Evil Dead 2 and it wasn't Army of Darkness. It was kind of going back to the original template that was Evil Dead. You know, let's just make it scary as fuck. Let's make it gory. Let's be, just have a good time with it. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what they do. I mean, I love the shot of the mother coming out of the tub and the little daughter's like, Mom, your mom's with the maggots. And I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: That like, fucking dark. That's
1: fucking,
2: that, that and the doorway, yeah. you know, oh, nothing that a little
1: kiss
0: oh, yeah. won't fix.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then as soon as she opens that door, the fucking arm comes through, and she's like, "Oh fuck no!" You know, and it's just you know the the whole the eggs thing, and that you find out that she has a connection to a cabin, so we get that whole thing, you know, recalling Evil Dead. So I can't fucking wait. And I'm so glad that they're releasing it in theaters, like, and not just on HBO Max. Like, I want this to be a theater experience like I want to be there with people and see them freak out when shit goes wrong. That's always the most fun thing about going to horror movies, seeing other people fucking react. You know, and especially you if you have the right people can. in the theaters.
3: <laughs> the people that lose no. their shit, man. It's so much fun to sit, sit with those
1: people. Yeah, and you know, and it does happen, you know, when you get to these movies and you see the person next to you start screaming or ducking their head into their boyfriend's arm or something like that. It's just it's so great. Cuz you know that's it's <laughs> or even better
3: right. <laughs> Or even better, you see the boyfriend ducking into the girlfriend's (laughs) house.
1: You get the reversal. So, yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. And plus, like we had said before, you know, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are also heavily involved. You know, of course, we're not going to have Ash in the movie, but they are still involved heavily. You know, it's not like they're just like, whatever, pass the torch, it's fine. No, they are involved. So I think that makes it even more special that they were there all the way to make sure that Evil Dead Rise is going to be an experience. Because we all love the yeah. Deadites, and we all love Evil Dead. And so to have their kind of, not just blessing, but also their involvement, I just hope that we get to see the Delta 88 at some point. Just driving past that fucking high rise, like, there it is. Can't have an Evil Dead movie without the Delta. So
3: They're on, they're we'll on the like, 30th floor, up. and someone throws the Delta 88 through a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Where the hell did that car come from? Crazy.
1: (laughs) Um, What did you guys think about the look of the book? Because it's different. You know, they definitely added different pieces to it, Uh, like the spines on the uh, the pages, and uh, it's bigger. You know, a lot more detailed photos. I kind of liked it. I was kind of digging the Necronomicon this time around.
3: Yeah, Yeah, there's been a lot of new stuff floating around. You know, it's with Necronomicons and Necronomicons that you can buy online, this and that. You know, there's a yeah. lot of different variations of, you know, what's going on. But, you know, again, new, new movie, you know, new, new piece to add to the universe. And, and if anything, you know, how do we know there's only one Necronomicon? How do we know there aren't several different be several. people that are all, all using this to open up the dimensions? Yeah, it could be true. I mean, that actually is a pretty good point.
1: I wouldn't mind exploring that. Yeah, you know, that there is more than one Necronomicon. I mean, we did see that in Army of Darkness that there is definitely more than one. You
0: know,
1: so <laughs> <laughs> see what happens with that. Uh, but all right, Dean, what's the other trailer
4: we're talking about? The Mutilator Two. Well, uh, we've talked for quite some time how Fall Break AK Mutilator has. I uh, a sequel in the works mm. from original writer-director Bud Cooper, and the time has come. Uh, this will be released in 2023, and uh, it looks like from the trailer that they are going uh, the better the route. Um, I had a feeling uh, that there was going to be uh, something to do with fans of the original film somehow, because I feel like there are people in our talking terror terror uh, Instagram universe who had mentioned somehow being a part of that. So, uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Anyway, the trailer, uh, like, seemed fun. Uh, How this will play out over the course of a feature-length film remains to be seen. Uh, But it's curious, Uh, and and a fun little, uh, you know, little piece of kind of nostalgia coming back around for uh, Revisit in these modern times. And I know that Cooper has said that they are uh, trying to bring the spirit and fun of 80s slasher horror with with a modern twist to it. So... Um, you know, I was you know when I saw that it was out, I kind of got like a little like excited to see the trailer, and you know it looks. I guess I guess it looks fun.
1: Yeah, uh, ghoul Monkeys, Did you have a chance to see the trailer for later
3: Two? Yeah, I checked it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, what do you think about it? Correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong here. So, from what I gather from the trailer, it looks like there the movie is about them filming a part two, and then things go. Alright. Uh,
4: it looks uh, like the there, premise there, yeah. is that mm-hmm. in the world of this movie, the original Mutilator was a movie.
3: Yes, yeah. but but now they're like filming another Mutilator movie during this. Yeah, so no, they're just no, like, trying to go all. Me- no, so
4: they like just trying to go like all a, meta here. Some kind of like fan convention at the locations of mm-hmm. the original film or something along those lines, maybe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's
1: all it is. It's just like a screening of the movie like they're celebrating an anniversary of the mutilator. Uh, so they're bringing everybody together that was in the movie. Uh, they're going back to the condo where they shot it. So it looks like it's going to be like a fan convention um, where there's just going to be oh the movie. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I was not digging it, man. I was not digging that vibe. I, I wanted just another mutilator film. I, you know, <laughs> building this up to be a bigger movie than it is, if you will, you know i I don't know, man, it's uh, yeah, not feeling it, it's, yeah
1: uh, mhm, No, that's fair, uh, what do you think about mutilator two trailer?
3: I mean,
2: I wasn't a big fan of the original film, uh at all, and I know we cover we covered it on the show, it's. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't mm-hmm. one that I saw back in that time. I, if maybe if I would have seen that back in the '80s or whatever when I was first discovering horror, maybe I would have liked it. Probably not. Uh, it just it, it wasn't the kind of film I found interesting. Uh, so that being said, you know, I saw the uh, the trailer and it's yeah, going the whole meta route. I, I guess that's that's something to do. It looks like it could be fun. Um, maybe I'll find it more interesting than the first movie. I'll definitely see it. I just, uh, I mean, I know the town that dreaded sundown did this, so they did. Know, yeah. to, they're, they're just kind of redoing something that's that's been done.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, a lot of movies are like that. Um, and I am a huge fan of the mutilator, you know, aka Fall Break. Um, so I kind of yeah, like, the like it that taking in this, Yeah. But I do like the fact that they're taking it in a meta direction because the story is done at the end of the mutilator. Like, there's no way that guy's coming back to, to kill again. You know, it's just, it, it's over. It's a one-shot deal with that storyline. So, to do, like, a convention story where maybe somebody saw the movie and is taking his love of that movie too far, kind of ripping off screen, you know, I don't mind it. I like the fact that they didn't really show you any of the gore. You know, they're keeping Isn't that close that like to the not that like Fanboy
4: 13 hopefully. or whatever
1: that was called? Uh kind of. Fanboy 13 was pretty rough. The when I actually did a watch through of that movie. <laughs> That was, uh, yeah, that was something. That was, was something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, with Me the 2, I'm looking forward to it. I love the fact that they are incorporating the footage from the original. And then you have Bill Hitchcock sitting there watching it. And he's like, I can't get up yet. i got to watch this. And he has his laugh that he does in the first one. He's never got rid of it. Um, so they have the, uh, the cop, the security guard, who gets his leg chopped off. He's there, and he's still missing a leg. So I love the fact that they incorporated that into the movie. Um, so I'm just looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun time, you know, and the fact that Bud Cooper uh, is so adamant about it on the Facebook page, you know, that's what makes me kind of love the movie even more, because he's just excited to return back to the universe, and just hopefully we get some good kills, and it's just a lot of fun, um, and I think that's what it's going to deliver, so we'll see. There's no release date yet. I know they said they're kind of shopping around to see who's going to pick it up, so... I'd be surprised if you know, nobody wanted to pick it up. Somebody's going to pick this movie up and release it. I'm sure either on physical or on digital or something like that. But either full way, moon. like that, to have it, well, no, not full moon. They wouldn't pick up the needle later. You know, probably you know Shutter might pick it up, Angorium might pick it up, What a might pick it up, hey, or screen box. Sc- hey,
2: you know, uh, well hold on, I was going to say screen because You know what? Art the clown was in that trailer.
1: He was. Yeah, I saw him in the background walking around. I, I was like, oh look, it's Art. So yeah, you know, Screenbox could very likely pick it up. You know, we'll see. You know, they they have been picking up properties recently, so looking forward to things <laughs> well, picking up. Finally, turn but, it on again. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not <laughs> fucking logged
2: into that since watching Terrifier two.
1: Just Terrifier two and Mutilator two. Those will be the one. Those will be the two <laughs> that you watch with it, which is fine. I mean, that's cool. Um, but like I said, I, I I stick with Shutter. You know, so. And I'm so happy with their lineup because they've been releasing a lot of uh, good movies recently. A lot of uh, Italian giallos but also a sequel to Scare Package. Uh, Scare Package 2, Rad Shad's Revenge. I know I watched that with the monkey not that long ago, the first Scare Package. So the sequel's out, and it's, it's just as fun. So, all right. So moving on from those trailers, what else do you have for us, Steve?
4: Let's see what I have for you, King. I have all of these notes and so little time. Uh, Since we were talking about film advertisements, uh, I thought it was a pretty cool uh, advertisement with the reveal of a poster for the upcoming Scream 6. And what this one uh, made me feel was pretty cool was, uh, and I just saw this a little while ago, uh, the, the Scream 6 poster looks like the map of the New York City subway system. Uh, yeah. as this movie takes place in New York City, and instead of it having the many, many, many stops in the New York City system have their actual names, uh, every stop on the map on the poster is the name of someone who has been killed in the entire franchise. So it's a pretty cool, pretty cool graphic. I don't know if anybody has, has seen it. It sounds like the king has seen it. Uh, I just came I to my view just, just a little while ago. I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'd love to buy that poster. It's so fucking cool see all the victims of Ghostface, you know, as the subway stops. So definitely worth checking out. Very neon, very bright, just like you would see in a New York City subway. So, you know, if I could find a way to buy it, I probably will. But all right, moving on. What else we got?
4: The Conjuring 4 is in the works, as we know. And apparently, uh, based on some comments that were made by James Wan, uh, this might be uh, the end of the Conjuring franchise. Uh, it's in the works with New Line Line currently and Juan says uh, that they feel, uh, you know, very precious about these films and they want to take the time to get it right and potentially wrapping up they want to make sure that it is the right story being told so obviously no final decisions have been made but, uh, you know, people were honing in on the language that he used there about wrapping up, potentially wrapping up the franchise, so uh, whether or not that remains to be the case, who knows, because we know that uh, we have had many final, 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 final destinations, and they just keep
0: <laughs> finding <laughs> one more way to
4: have a final destination, so um, you know, we'll see what happens. But that's what's going on you know, in the world of The Conjuring. Yeah, and
1: I think with the final destination movies and like Saw and those type of movies, like, you could just make up a kind of story and just go with it, like, especially final destination, it's so easy. Like, oh, we're on a bus, and all of a sudden we're in an accident. Now death is after us. Well, now we're on a Ferris wheel and, a, you know, that type of stuff. With The Conjuring, it's like you have to dig into the case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren and find one that's actually good enough to put the film, um, especially that last one, The Devil Made Me Do It, the, you know, the Arnie Johnson story. Like, they just went balls out with just making up everything. Like, that it was like 95 fiction, maybe 5% fact. So it's one of those series where I'm just kind of glad that they just wrap it up because I don't think we need to be giving any more attention to Ed Lorraine Warren, you know, as, as paranormal investigators when you just have to punch up your story with a bunch of stuff that never happened, where the actual people that were with involved, went, and that never happened. That never happened to me. I don't know. It was a horror movie. So I definitely won't uh, mourn the loss of the Conjuring series, unless, like the, the dean had said, a couple of years down the line, they're like, let's bring it back. People miss it. But I don't know who I don't know who's going to miss that series.
2: because yeah. I, I mean, I think the idea is at this point just to I don't know they, they have to get away with the, or, or get away from, hey, these are based on true events type of deal. you
0: right. know yeah. we,
2: we've seen enough stuff at this point to to say, hey, a lot of this is like fictionalized stuff, and and that's fine. it's fun. You know, if you're if you're watching it for fun, then then you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, if you if you're watching no, this movie, like seeing <clears throat> something real, then then no, it's it's not. And yeah, that last one was pretty pretty atrocious because of that.
1: Yeah, it it's that like you had said. If you want to make a good ghost movie, make a good ghost movie, but don't try to sell us on the fact that it's true, because the the truth is actually in the writing. Like there are receipts. So even with the second one. Uh, the Enfield Poltergeist, like there are plenty of articles about how the Warren spent exactly two days with that family. But you watch the movie and Ed's working on the house. He's playing Elvis songs. He's very loving to Lorraine. Like it never happened. So you can't really sell me on a, this is based on true events and then give me just absolute nonsense. Like when there's proof that none of that stuff happened, like that's the, the hard thing to sell. Like, you know what I mean? look at all the Amityville movies there are like there, there's, there's like, you know, definitely 10, but none of them have to do with the real case. It's just all IP. It's just Aren't there like 30? There could be <clears throat> at this point. I mean, I would say <laughs> definitely double digits, but at the same time, none of those movies try to sell you on the fact that this actually happened. Like it's just all Amityville, you know, it's about time and, and Amityville in space. that just came out recently. Amityville Thanksgiving, Amityville Christmas story, um, they're just having fun with the title, and they're just making up their own content.
4: But Amityville, Amityville Vibrator? Isn't there one about a vibrator? Yes,
1: there is, and that one was actually a lot of fun. because <laughs> I actually watched it because um, I'm a sucker for anything with Amityville on the title. I even watched the Christmas one. I watched the Thanksgiving one. Um, the Thanksgiving one actually was pretty good. Uh, they just kind of badly marketed it as going to be a killer turkey movie, like Thanksgiving. Actually, it was a uh, retelling of the DeFeo murders. Um, it was actually kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, just with the Warrens, you, you can go on Google and find out the truth about what happened in every case that they put in the movies. And the truth is just boring. So, of course, you have to pepper it with the ghost shit, you know, and you have to really kind of make it, you know, balls to the wall. But, like, the ghoul said, the third one, that was just bad. Like, it just wasn't good. You know, it was just trying to make them, like, action heroes, trying to stop Satan and evil. It's like, well not what happened the guy fucking killed uh his girlfriend's uh you know boss and then he's like uh the devil made me do it and they're like okay so no but okay And that was just a
2: light thread because the rest of the movie really was fucking it was like the daughter at the at the house Mm -hmm. and all that stuff too you know
1: (laughs) being haunted the entire time And Ed Moraine Warren finding a guy that knows about what happened, and he's got this whole satanic thing underneath his house. No, that never happened. But I guess if it makes for a good movie, you could do it. But, again, like I said, I've never really cared for the Warrens. You know, I think they just wanted to sell books and movies, and, you know, hey, they made a career off of it. But now they're dead, so it doesn't really even matter. (laughs) They can't even (laughs) profit off these movies because they're not around anymore. Um, But, so... We'll see uh, what happens with further movies. I know they were going to make a movie based off The Crooked Man from Conjuring 2, and then James Wan's like, yeah, that's done. We're not doing it anymore. Not enough uh, hype for it. I'm like, well, good. Maybe this will wind down, you know, because we have The Nun 2, I think, coming out this year. So, you know, we're finally seeing these movies kind of just go away, which I'll be happy with. But anyway, Dean, what are we talking about next?
4: There's so much actually there's it's a slow slow news time at part of the year but uh, coming, <laughs> coming coming to disney plus later in 2023 with uh, no uh, specific release date attached to it there is going to be a stan lee documentary uh, that will be hmm. focusing on his impact on pop culture um, right now there's not a lot of known content or who might be involved uh, but Stan Lee documentary will be coming to Disney Plus at some point in 2023. Long live Stan. I know some of you Absolutely. are big fans of Stan, of Stan Lee. Stan, Stan Manley. Manley. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> There's hey, going to
0: be another. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I miss Stan Lee. <laughs> There's never going to be another one like him. But... Yeah, I'll be checking that documentary out. Um, so, yeah. All right. So what else are we talking about?
4: In the world of documentaries, uh, coming on February 14th, just in time for you to cozy up with your Valentine's Day sweeties, uh, is going mm. to be the Nightmare on Elm Street fan documentary, Fred Heads, uh, which going, is following uh, a group of friends, longtime, lifelong friends, whose friendship formed around uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series of films, as they venture out uh, into the world to share stories and learn the stories of other uh, similar fans of the franchise all around the world. Um, in addition to, uh, in addition to them sharing much of their own footage as well as online submissions, there will be testimonials from series alumni as well. But if you've been looking forward to the Fredheads Nightmare on Elm Street documentary about the fandom surrounding Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street. You only have to wait until February 14th uh, to get your chance to see it.
1: I know I'm looking forward to it because this thing has been going on for several years. Um, I'm a fan of them on Facebook. They have their Fred Heads documentary Facebook page. I've been following them for, yeah, definitely several years um, as they've been piecing this together piece by piece, um, getting the interviews, getting the archival footage you know, getting everything together. So to see it finally being released, uh, yeah, I might have to go in for the uh, Screenbox, uh, you know, subscription at least for a month just so I can check it out because, you know, it's, a, it's really a, a heartfelt piece about their love of A Nightmare on Elm Street and what it means to them and its impact on the zeitgeist of society because there's never going to be another Freddy Krueger as much as they want to try. I mean, Robert England, you know, made that character a colossal horror icon that needs to be talked about. Agreed. Oh,
2: absolutely. absolutely. Words from words from the king.
0: Indeed, it's from the ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what's next?
4: I'll tell you what's next, and what's next is that bringing in uh, twelve million dollars on a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget. Uh, Damien Leone's Terrifier Two is uh, certainly a financial hit in the indie world. Mm-hmm. And I know the King is a huge fan of Art the Clown, and I know that <laughs> he would be excited to know uh, that Terrifier 3 is a sure thing, uh, but what David Leone has stated, uh, what his main goal for Terrifier 3 is uh, to recapture... To make money. No, so To recapture oh, yeah. the truly... Uh, creepy atmosphere of the original Ark the Clown short uh, that he had created. So that is his goal, to recapture that magic, that creepy, spooky, scary atmosphere that he believes that he was able to to craft uh, for the OG short, which I have not seen. Um, But uh, that is what you should be looking forward to uh, if you are a fan of Ark the Clown and the the Terrifier uh, franchise.
3: So then yeah, he's saying that he f- screwed up and didn't capture it in the full-length movie. That was based on the short. Is that what he's saying? I don't think so. I think he just, you know, he made Terrifier
1: 2, and he made it so it could be a gore set piece. Obviously, it had a big success at the box office, um, raking in over $10 million, So he wants to kind of take it back, because All Hallows Eve, which is available on Tubi, is uh, the movie that introduced the world to Art the Clown <clears throat> in one of the shorts. Um, and it is a decent short. Um, so whatever he does with the third one, it's great. I mean, I talked about this with The Ghoul last week. I'm not a fan of Terrifier in any way, but I hope that Damian Leone just keeps getting success from it that he has. You know, ride that fucking rocket until it stops. You know, make that money, get it out there, and just be happy that you created something that people fucking like. You know, and that, that's what I think is the most important thing. Like, I will always support independent horror filmmakers and whatever they want to do. And the fact that he's had so much success, I think that's fucking phenomenal. So, you know, Terrifier 3, Terrifier 4, Terrifier in space, whatever he wants to do. <laughs> as long as people are still showing up, he's, he's got, you know, he's got bank. So, you know, like I said, I, I wish him the best of luck. You know, I think it's going to be a good ride for him to go back and do another one and, and we'll see what happens after that. I'd like to see what he does after Terrifier's over, <clears throat> after that whole thing is done. You know, what else he can come up with you know, in terms of, of horror, you know, whether it's a slasher or a zombie movie or aliens. I mean, I'd like to see what he can do that's not art, you know, the clown. So looking forward to seeing whatever comes next for the guy because if he's making money, that's great, you know, because he's not a big studio guy. He's an independent filmmaker, very humble guy, Because I've seen some of his interviews. So I think it's great. I'm just not a fan of, of that, you know, particular movie, you know, and I know the ghoul said, you know, he'll probably make it a pick one of these days. So i have no choice but to watch
4: Terrifier too. So
1: we'll see what happens mm-hmm. in the future going on in 2023. So, all right. Uh, what else do you have, Dean?
4: I will tell you. Uh, in just two short days, uh, we'll see the release of upcoming horror movie, Megan. I'll and, be there. Hell yeah. Uh, the, king, the King will be there. Hell yeah. And uh, they say... Uh, that the people uh, wanted an R rating, but director Gerard Johnston says uh, that reshoots had to be done to secure the PG-13 rating, and he says that the reshoots made the scenes actually more disturbing and that they could be more effective because sometimes you have to cut away, but there's much fun in relying on sound and suggestion. And he cited... Uh, the effectiveness mm-hmm. of one of his favorite films the p g thirteen rated Drag me to hell uh apparently very good movie apparently uh universal studios uh which is releasing this film uh has tremendously high hopes for it and uh apparently even though it hasn't even been released uh a talk of talk of a sequel is already in the works, just talk of a sequel is already in the works, and uh they say uh, you know, James Wan, who is involved in the production, says that um, they they know what directions they would want to go uh, in exploring uh, the bigger world uh, surrounding the surrounding the character. So, uh, high hopes for for a, an early twenty twenty three uh, PG thirteen horror hit. Uh, we'll see what happens because traditionally we do know that January is the time when studios usually dump mm-hmm. their garbage into the theater. So. Uh we we shall see what happens, but you know, apparently there is some buzz uh surrounding this one.
2: So yeah, I know lot. with the king, we're gonna be seeing mm. this and this is actually gonna be one that we're all gonna to go to. So I think uh the four nice. of us are gonna yeah. actually go see it. We uh we, we all seem to have uh an interest in what they're they're bringing to this.
1: Mm.
2: It looks creepy as fuck. Fuck <laughs> yeah,
3: man. The trailer and, looks so
1: cool. <laughs> and they ended up bumping the the release up because of people talking about how much they wanted to see Megan. So they actually bumped it up, uh, to do it. And as far as the PG 13 thing goes, I know I saw a lot of people on Facebook earlier going boo, no, make it all rated. We want a child's play movie. It's like, no, you know what? If they do it right, I think it's going to be okay. Like I have no problem with it being PG 13. I still think it's going to be a fun experience. Uh, the trailers look good. I love the AI robot Megan. Um, and then recently at a, uh, I think it was a Chargers football game, they actually had the viral marketing of a bunch of Megans showing up at the game and just walking around the stadium. I just, oh, There was like several of them, you know, just kind of walking <laughs> around on the field, walking around in the stands. And just like with Smile, I was like, I love that. I love viral marketing. Like, I hope it keeps happening. Like, I just need more of that. That's what made me love Smile so much. Is because they had that viral marketing of them at the baseball games and then just standing behind reporters just smiling. It's, we need more of that. <laughs> Bring back the old school guerrilla tactics of viral marketing to get your, your point across that people should be going to see this movie. I mean, I know my tickets already bought, so I'm looking forward to seeing it on Saturday. Um, and that's going to be the first one of the year, so hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it gets into the top ten at the box office. I'm sure it will. Because uh, this is actually the anniversary of Texas Chainsaw 3D, which came out back in 2013. And that fucking movie was number one at the box office when it came out. Nobody thought that was going to happen. That's because nothing else was out. <laughs> so, <laughs> it got to sit on top for a while at the box office. Because Avatar wasn't in the theaters at the time. So, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Avatar is going to be sitting on top for quite some time. But I'm sure Megan will break top ten. I don't think it's going to break, like, top three, but I think it'll definitely break top ten. At least, like, eight, maybe. I think, Which,
2: I, I think you'd be surprised. I think it's going to have bigger legs than that.
1: I'm hoping. And don't get me wrong. I'm definitely hoping that, you know, it, it definitely breaks higher, but I'm just trying to be optimistic and that, you know, it'll get at least top ten. If it gets top ten, I'll be happy. I understand. Yeah, it this doesn't this mean one what
4: good, is going to be real big amongst uh, the teenage set.
1: Maybe. I hope so. All right, Dean, is that it, or do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh,
4: There are some other things I would like to talk about really quickly, and uh, one of those is that uh, I would like to share uh, the top ten list from Joe Bob Briggs uh, of his top ten drive-in classics, but the wrinkle to this is that uh, this list was uncovered from a 1984 issue of Hustler Magazine. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so here, here is uh, in no particular order. Actually, no, this is uh, from, from 10th to 1st uh, Brexit, okay. top drive-in classics as shared in an interview in Hustler in 1984. Uh, Bloodsucking Freaks from 1978, Madman from 1982, Parasite Good. from 1982, Friday the 13th from 1980, The Evil mm-hmm. Dead from 1982, Deathstalker mm-hmm. from 1983, Little Shop mm-hmm. of Horrors from 1960, Basket Case oh. from 1982, The Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre from 1974, and finally, 1968's Night of the Living Dead.
1: It's a solid list. I mean, no, the uh except for Little Shop of Horrors. I've never been a fan of that. Uh, Death Stalker is really good, because you get to see Barbie Benton just fucking naked throughout the entire movie. <laughs> a <laughs> wild fucking fantasy movie. Um, you know, this guy just killing people with his sword every three seconds. So, yeah, so that's a good list, aside from, uh, you know, Little Shop of Horrors. But, yeah, and uh, Bloodsucking Freaks, man. That, that fucking movie is a ride. Like, if you want to see something just completely fucking bizarre and weird, and it's we it to it that a movie? No. I've wanted to, but <laughs> yeah, never have. Just because I don't think you guys will like it very much.
4: Do you really put whether or not we'll like it into thought when making a pick? Always.
1: Really? Every I one never one
4: consider that ever. Well, obviously, with the, the, the kinds of things that I pick, yeah. I don't <laughs> any consideration oh, yeah. I know. on what anyone likes well, yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> We have a, a movie to discuss. But yeah, no. I always take you guys into consideration <clears throat> when I make a pick. Like I know what I would love to, and I'm like, no, I love it, but they're just not going to vibe on it. So that's why I just try to pick a movie that I think you guys will all like, you know. And sometimes thing. you I don't, don't pick sometimes the
4: you do. Of our show, uh, and it's just my own personal feelings. is to pick winners, uh, monkey. When you make your picks, do you take into consideration what the feelings of the other hosts might be?
3: Nope. Because
4: in my opinion, it's we are supposed to pick
3: movies that are, if anything, for our fans to ex- expose them to new movies to help them and ourselves expand our horror knowledge and our love of horror movies. And whether we like it, whether we don't, you know, it's, that, that's irrelevant. And, you know, we cover it and, you know, sometimes we bash on it and, you know, sometimes we have a great time and groove on it, you know. But either way, it's us just sharing our love of horror movies. Mm. And what about you, Ghoul? No, you know damn people. well
2: I don't fucking give a shit. I pick what I want to pick, and that's <laughs> about it. Evil bomb. <laughs> and
3: that's fair. But that's Most what you I guys actually, do at if, if, like if
2: I'm going to be honest, there's times that I pick shit that I know you guys are going to hate, just because that's what I want to do.
3: <laughs> You're a
0: bitch. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's okay because my pick coming up is going to be one that uh, I love, and I don't care if you guys love it or not. So, it's my fuck it pick, which I fucking love. This movie that we're going to talk about. When it's my pick, and if you guys don't like it, too let's, bad because I'll talk about it by myself. Let's
3: fucking freeze for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> No.
1: No, uh, it's actually a movie that's uh, it's actually a movie that it's his first time ever being streaming, and uh, it's coming from Shutter. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking about it, Monkey. Yes, I have you covered. I know where you could find it, so you don't have to go on the shutter. But we'll talk about that one it's my pick because tonight it is the Dean's pick. I want to get to it. Flashback. From We're going to get to it. We're going to
4: hold on, hold on, hold on. There's one more thing I want to talk oh, about. I you're getting it. you're getting ahead of yourself here. Um, relax. Uh, I was I I feel and there's a reason. Well, there's more than one reason, but there's a I feel like it's important to to mention the passing of. Uh, the mastermind behind Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, like, how could we not mention that really quick? Do you know his name? Um, what's that? Yes, of course. Do you know his name? <laughs> Whose
1: name? <laughs> He's stumble Ruggiero Diodato?
4: Yes, Diodato, of course. Uh-huh, see? Of course it so why'd you go and say it, King? I wanted to wait for him to say it. God, you I actually know, always thought his man. name was pronounced Ruggiero. Ruggiero with the Jijas Not those good guns, but the No, Ruggiero. But... But what I what I do want to, <laughs> oh, yeah. to say is that one we we have I we have covered Cannibal Holocaust on the show. Um, yeah. the, the ghoul and I actually saw Cannibal Holocaust to- together on the big screen, and um, I I just want to say like in its time this motherfucker created a, a movie so badass that he was forced to produce the actors in a court of law to
0: prove mm-hmm. uh,
4: that they were still alive. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, so I wanted to just reference his passing, but another reason that I wanted to reference his passing is because uh, with um, he has been involved in the creation of a of a video game uh, that has been being developed for several years now as a follow up to Hannibal Holocaust. Uh, yes, uh, he has been the um, he's been the script director. Um, for this game, uh, Bornero uh, Night in the Jungle, and they say right now the game is on target for a release sometime in 2024 for Steam, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and Mobile. Uh, it's being billed as a 3D horror adventure game um, that is going to feature gore, uh, strong language, uh, naked corpses, uh, extreme violence, <laughs> necrophilia, murder, and <coughs> metropolitan Metropolitan Cannibals and Psychopathic and Bombers, uh, so a whole host of things uh, in this game. Uh, the game is still moving forward despite his passing, and uh, you know that's something that they say you should look forward to uh, sometime in 2024. I learned that uh, they had originally targeted sometime in 2021 uh, to get this thing out, but then uh, one COVID as well as uh, them realizing that uh, the the scope of this game uh, that they're trying to create was going to need more time, uh, but but supposedly it is still uh, all systems go and full steam ahead uh, for this for this video game.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be good. Borneo, a jungle nightmare. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, and he also yeah. did uh, Last House on Edge of the Park with David Hess, which is just such Euro sleaze that you just have to watch it. Because David Hess just chews up the fucking scenery as a rapist killer, along with his partner, uh, home-invading a party. Um, and the things that he puts all these people through is insane. And it can only be done by Ruggiero Diodato, who just gave no fucks about anything. Like, if he had an idea, he would do it. Uh, like the Dean had said, being brought to court over Cannibal Holocaust and having to produce the stars of the movie, it was the first found footage movie to ever be released. Everybody thinks Blair Witch, but no, it was actually kind Holocaust. Uh, and it will always be remembered for the woman being staked to the vagina out the mouth. And she also had to be brought in because they couldn't believe that that yes. actually happened. <laughs> it, was, it was a all simple effect was with this, the
4: use of a very small bicycle seat.
1: That's all. That's all it took. But it was so yeah. gross and disgusting that they had to bring it in. But he was also notorious for killing animals in his movies, including kind Holocaust. So, you know, turtles, monkeys, you know, it was, it was a different time. It was the 80s. So you know the was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job, Indiana John. And
0: then,
4: all right. Uh, so, so very quickly, the last thing I want to mention—we don't need to talk about best ofs—but uh, I do want to rattle off and see everyone's opinions very quickly on a list that I saw was that was the ten worst horror movies of of 2022. So this is counting down from ten to one. The tenth worst, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then fire, <laughs> then fire starter,
0: and Agreed, then any some,
4: <laughs> some, something called Twin uh, Spirit Halloween. The invitation. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. Manny yeah, heard. that was pretty bad. Don't mm-hmm. worry, darling. Oh, bring it on. That. Bring it on. Cheer or die. <laughs> yeah, that was, fun. I was Don't worry, them.
2: darling. Really, don't
4: worry, darling. Was actually really good. Yeah, I agree. I like it. This is not my list. Uh, But yeah, bring it on, cheer or die. Abandoned, and then in the number one spot for the worst horror of 2022. Well, what do you think it might be, King? Could I say Halloween Ends? Halloween Ends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I disagree with that. In
4: fact, my Ultra High Def uh, 4K uh, Trilogy arrived in the mail the other day, along with okay. my Quentin Tarantino book. I didn't put them in yet to see how they look, but I'm super stoked uh, to check it out. So I know I'm one of the few that, that in some ways very much enjoyed uh, Halloween Ends. I, I'm looking forward to kind of revisiting it and watching it a second time, which I have not done yet, but um, I, did, I, did, uh, I did grab the, the trilogy set. Uh, for the the the, the 4K UHD, like it makes me excited because I have the TV that can support that shit now. So anyway, uh, that is what I have. Uh, so I know that uh, the King of Horror was itching for me to, to to wrap up the business.
1: Yeah, you gave us the business, and we're wrapping up the business with uh, Halloween Corey Story. Shouldn't be call it Halloween Ends anymore? They need to just re-release it as Halloween Corey Story. And I think yeah, together. <laughs> 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 might improve on it a little bit halloween Corey's story a love story but michael maybe we'll see <laughs> but anyway uh wrapping up that top 10 worst list uh we were talking about Flashback from 2022 directed by nyla inichuk uh this is your pick theme so give us a synopsis what you thought about it and let's get it on uh
4: yes uh directed by nyla inichuk uh as well as written by ryan caven as well as nyla inichuk uh, i didn't I, I, I had this one on my list for, for quite some time. Uh, I believe I had heard about it for uh, long before it came out. This movie uh, only was released on October 21st of 2022, so it is uh, quite new. And uh, in this particular film, we follow uh, a group of young teenage girls um, that live in a, in a tiny kind of Arctic uh, fishing village, um, very remote uh, life that they live. Uh, who uh, unbeknownst to them has recently been uh, invaded by some aliens and our group of Inuit teenage girls uh, need to band together uh, with some makeshift weapons as well as hunting know-how through their uh, traditional lifestyle in order to to defeat the aliens and save their village um, from this invasion so uh, that's the the brief synopsis of Slash Back from 2022. What to think about it. I will say uh, that this one, uh, this is not the greatest movie that I've ever seen, but I found it to be quite, uh, you know, a, more on the entertaining side. I am one who often likes the kind of uh, kids have to band together and, uh save the world, whether it's kids of this age or, you know, things even going back to like the Monster Squad or things like I believe it was the the monkeys pick once, Attack the Block. Um yeah. you know, things like that where, you know, teens or kids have to band together uh and save the day because, you know, the adults are incompetent or incapacitated or whatever reason. So um I I I, I enjoyed this one more more than I did it. Uh this is obviously my first time watching this one. Uh, it's been on and like I said, it's been on my list.
1: All right. So, Gould, cool. what do you think about uh, Splashback?
2: You know, we watched the trailer for this, and uh, prior, prior to watching it, I just wanted to get an idea of what the movie would be about. And uh, after seeing the trailer, I was actually kind of excited, because this did. It looked like a lot of fun. It looked kind of like, like an like
0: alien vibe,
2: like Monster Squad, and, and, you know, like Slither came to mind, and, and all these other mm-hmm. uh, fun movies, you know, even like The Thing, which gets, you know, a call in this movie, uh, which I thought yeah. was very cool. Um, you know, unfortunately, it, and, and it's not, it's nothing more than just a really good early film made by a young filmmaker. You know, like if this was a movie that got put out by somebody that had been making movies for fucking 20 years, they'd be like, yeah, all right, man, this movie fucking sucks. But you know what? This is, a a this is an indie film that looks better than some higher budget movies you know the the acting suffers a little bit because they used real people from like these villages and and you know like all of this was filmed on on inuit ground which hadn't been like this is the first film that's been ever made like in that region you know so so i give a lot of credit to the filmmakers for what they were able to achieve and for some of the shots that they put together there uh, i think the rough patches did they, they had to do with some of the performances some of the dialogue delivery uh i almost wish that and i know it kind of would go against some of the, the the rebellious character arcs that we see but i almost wish the entire movie was done in their language um, I feel like they would have been able to get better. The, the, the intonation and, and the dialogue might have felt a little more smooth, and uh, the tones, I think, would have come off better than, than them trying to to do this in English and it coming off, like, rough. It felt like sometimes like something they were trying to say didn't come out the way they meant it to come out.
1: All right. Uh, Monkey, what you think about Flashback? On paper,
3: this sounds like a great idea. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a, you know, like the Dean had said, you know, kids versus monsters with no help from the adults. We've been there, you know, we love this shit, you know. Um, But, you know, this is just a fail, in my opinion, because of what the ghoul had said of not the acting from the kids, But all of the adults around them, and I was thinking the exact same thing as the ghoul while watching this and having to watch the adults try to act. And I was like, man, why didn't they just do this entire thing fucking subtitled? Um, Mm -hmm. And for, for them to spend money on CGI, bad CGI, to make it look like people in suits. When you could have just done people in fucking yeah. suits because it, mm-hmm. it's just that fucking bad. It's just... Yeah, I, I, I... Like, I wanted to like this, but at the same time, it's like... Ah, yeah, it, it just seemed like it was lacking in so many departments. But that being said, it's like... The story was so fucking boring that yeah. on the flip side... No, well what I'm saying is, while the story was so fucking boring, on the flip side, though, it really hit me about where it was filmed, where where the village is, the environment that they're living in, you know, to where it was almost like, you know, the, the ghoul, you don't know, uh, District 9, of them filming in the shanty towns of South Africa, and them filming oh, in the District actual 9. village here. Yeah, but you actually seeing how poor and basic they live compared to everyday Americans here and you know how they live on so very very little and with them talking about getting their land back and you know having that political statement and that you know basis behind the movie it's like because the movie was so boring that was really slamming me in the face and like uh, that's the one thing I can't you know like You know, that's the one thing that I really walked away with from this movie is the actual, you know, state that they are trying to live in.
0: All
1: right. King, you're up. Yeah. um, Again, just to resound with the monkey, it said, uh, good on paper, you know, just poor execution, you know, and uh, it probably would have been better if they had just subtitled it and let them speak in their native language because it just comes off as just bad acting. Um, the story is very weak. The characters are all very weak, you know, and there was that times that I'm doing my notes where I actually fucked up <clears throat> and I actually confused characters. So I had to go back and rewind it and be like, oh, okay, that's that character. So I have to rename that character because I thought it was another character. Um, I just didn't like any of them. Um, I got the vibe that they were trying to go for, but I was, just, I was just so bored with so much talking. There was just so much talking in this movie. And mm-hmm. we get to, like, a, a half hour, maybe 40 minutes into the movie, and then I'm like, okay, well, there's only an hour and 27 minutes, so they got to pick it up. And then they do, and it's like, well, then they drop it back down, and there's more dialogue. Um, it's just there it was a lot. Um, and, you know, at the end, I was so bored. Like, I was just so bored with this movie. Like, there was nothing really fun happening in this movie. Um, you know, even Shudder was like, well, there's young girls that need to use makeshift weapons, and their horror movie knowledge to destroy aliens. Well, that never played out. Because, yes, we do get uh, calls to John Carpenter's a thing. Um, but other than that, it wasn't really them talking about horror movies at all and how they're going to defeat the aliens. But we'll get into it. <clears throat> so when we open the movie, we're opening up on the waters of Alaska where Atta is on a boat and talking about how the Inuit would have been hunting for many generations. He's talking to his daughter, Micah, who we'll later see. Um, and he's telling her about knowledge and patience is important to survival. And as they eat some snacks, Micah picks up a harpoon gun and fires at a target as we cut to six years later at the Cumberland Peninsula, Nunavut, edge of the Arctic Circle. And that's when we see a geologist in a snowsuit riding out to a remote part of the area and starts doing some tests that he notes down. The man realizes that he has dropped his gloves and retrieves them as we hear some strange noises in the background. The man goes to investigate and comes across a creature in the snow that quickly kills him with a spray of blood as we cut to the title card, slash back. And then to the nearby hamlet (laughs) of.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: stupid gloves. Uh, But we cut to the hamlet of Pang-Tung, population 1,481, a million miles from anywhere. And that's when we're introduced to teenage Micah, the little girl from earlier. She gets a text from her friend, Lena, telling her that they're heading to the playground. Micah grabs her coat and is on her way, despite Atta needing some help. And at the playground, we get introduced to Uki, who is altogether spooky and Uki. And she's making My a favorite. deal with a young girl. Well, I hated her. I wanted her to die so bad, and we never got oh, that. Oh, she we'll was get so this. much
0: fun. Uh, you know, I, I just, I,
1: every time she started talking, I'm like, stop talking. Like, your voice just fucking is abhorrent. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she is talking to Aju, who is Micah's sister, and saying if you give me $15, she can take care of complicated stuff like a cell phone. So Aju really wants to hang out with Uki, and that's all she really wants. And that's when we see Jess arrives and wants Uki to give the money back. But Uki says no and rides off on her bike being chased by Lena. Micah and another friend show up soon chasing after Uki. And that's when Micah decides to force Uki off her bike and get back Aju's money. And as they all ride off, Uki decides to join them because they're all friends for some reason. As we see, a beam of light in the distance shoot up from the ground. Micah and the girls hang out as we see Micah's dad outside handing out flyers, but no one really seems to be buying in whatever he's giving them. So they take this chance to take out her dad's boat, and as we see on the TV, a report is going on about the dead geologist from earlier. He's missing. They don't know where he is. We know he's dead. So Aju comes up, and we find out that, of course, it's Micah's sister. She wants to come with the girls, but Micah gives her the $15 back and tells her to get snacks. A man asks Micah if her dad knows they're taking his boat out. Oh, yeah, no problem. It's cool. Like, he's fine. So they arrive on the an yeah. island, and Jess talks it's about totally John the car for spin. thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So we get dialogue
1: about John Copper's a Thing and how fucked up it is. And Uki counters with the true story of a boy that was dragged into the water as a fog rolled in and killed. But that's just stupid Inuk shit. We find out that Micah likes to say that a lot. Everything is just stupid Inuk shit because she wants to get away. And she loves KFC, by the way, which is very expensive because they're in the middle of nowhere. How do they get KFC? Probably imported it in. So while the girls, except for Uki, shit on living in Peng, we see Micah's sister, Aju, walk through some rocky terrain with her bike. And that's when Micah and Uki, who are also not too far from where Aju is, are going over who's going to use the gun that Micah brought. A polar bear shows up in the distance. Uki shoots it, but it immediately gets back up on all fours and begins running at Aju and in a herky-jerky manner. So it's just kind of this hip, you know, legs over legs. It's not really moving the way that a yeah. polar bear would. Uh, Aju gets attacked <laughs> but survives as Micah manages to shoot the bear and knocking it to the ground. Okay, you to fuck Once that all the girls flee. <laughs> yeah. It's not a cocaine bear, it's just a fucked up polar bear. So once all the girls flee, you see a flesh-colored tendril burst out of the polar bear's eye and search the ground. So obviously this is some alien shit that we're dealing with. We just don't know what as of right now. So Lena and the girls show the cell phone footage of the bear to their peers, but they all call bullshit. Uki says that it's an Iraq and tries to basically talk off the Iraq, which is a shape-shifting urban legend that takes away children. And they're all like, that's bullshit, that's NX shit. So Officer, officer well, Feb shows up and busts the tiny balls at some of the teenage boys before being told to go away by Officer Peters. She tells one of the boys, Thomasy e, to take his bike and get a helmet, and that Mikey needs to go home because her mom is going to have dinner ready. Before they all leave, Thomasy's like, hey, you want to come to a party at my house? Like, everybody's invited. And she's like, cool, can I bring my friends? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, so, yeah, that's Thomasy e with his fucking glorious hair. You know, he has a crush on Micah, but Jess has a crush on Thomas E. So we'll see how that develops oh, later love, on. love triangle. <laughs> but, love triangle. Na- now
0: see, <laughs>
3: but now we see – but now we – like, and this is, like, one of those weird things. Like, it was throwing me off until I realized, you know, because they're saying, you know, dinner's ready and all this. And, you know, it's all light out there, you know, <laughs> broad daylight all day long, all night long. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the middle of – <laughs> They're in the middle of summer. It's gonna be <laughs> with twenty four hour daylight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So we see some worms on a beach crawling over a rock, and then we see a man on the dock. He's wrapping up some netting, but he ends up being dragged off the dock and into the water. As Micah and Aju return home to their father Atta and their mom. Their mom's mad at Micah for not staying home and babysitting her brother Anna. So Aju makes up a story that Micah was defending her from a bully. But their mom's like, I don't care. She wasn't home. I don't care what story you have to tell us. So not cool. I'm like kid's like, whatever. I'm part of the Go prepare for it. So Jess, meanwhile, is back at home, and we could hear dialogue from Romero's Night of the Living Dead. But on television, there's something else on the screen. So I don't know if she was just listening to dialogue, and there was another movie on the screen. We never really find out. She gets handed dinner by her mom, and that's when Lena arrives home, wait for dinner with no explanation. Her mom demands to see her phone, scrolls through it, discovers they were on the land which is a groundable offense for at least a month. So you don't go on the land, you stay at home. So you find out later, <coughs> excuse me, that Uki is on Aji's bike and does some sightseeing as just arrives at Lena's and finds out she's been grounded for that month. Jess begs Lena to go to the party, but she has to watch over her younger sister, and she's eventually won over to go hang out with Aji over the promise of Lena's cell phone case. The girls all congregate at Micah's, and once again, Micah's parents leave for the solstice party that they're going to, where apparently all the people go there to party and dance and get drunk. That's all they do, so they're going to be out of the picture for a while, and that's what Audrey yeah. and his sister.
3: Yeah. And it was also making See? it sound like that's what the parents do every Saturday night is they all get together yeah. at the bar and just every. hang out, get drunk, and. And leave the kids to be because, again, it's, you know, we're talking about this tiny village. It's the only thing that they probably have to do is hang out at this one bar. <laughs> and, and we see as the party progresses in the movie that Atta is the
1: one sitting at a table and he's like, I'm kind of over this. I mean, he's sitting by himself. He's not drinking. He's not having a good time because that's all there really is to do in this place is just drink, you know, and then dance and just kind of, you know, have fun. So meanwhile, Uki spies on a weird elk dragging the body of the guy from the dock while using her binoculars. Cut back to on the way to Thomas' house, will visits Uki's house and talks to her granny who says that Uki left but Uki is supposed to babysit granny. And then we cut back and find that Uki finds the polar bear is still alive that she's shot at and there's some kind of spaceship that pulses with moving tendrils. Uki is soon attacked by a baby polar bear with a face that oozes out tendrils. She manages Fintai. to slack open and kills it. <laughs> yeah, So, we find out that the, the aliens in this particular movie are sucking the blood out of humans. So, they need blood to survive, blood to power their ship, perhaps. Um, but the alien parasitic polar bear finds the baby polar bear dead and appears pretty angry about it. And we cut back to Micah, Lena, and Jess arriving at the most fucking boring party ever. There's really no music, <coughs> no TV on, everybody's on their fucking phone, there's no beer, Everybody's just kind of hanging out and talking. Um, So after the most non-useful dialogue ever about the party, mostly Micah just roasting the fact that she hates where she lives, country food sucks, Inuit shit sucks, Uki arrives, and at last she's like, guys, shit is kicking off. Aliens are here and shit is fucked up. And they're like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) So they ignore her and once again call her a liar. And then we see later Officer Lefebvre, Lighting up a joint as the alien polar bear appears and quickly takes him down, infecting him with alien parasites. Uki is trying to convince her friends that the aliens are fucking shit up, but nobody really wants to believe her. Micah is like, yo, Uki kicks brick shit. Uh, you know, just get out of here. You know, just get out of here kick bricks because your shit is weak. We don't have time for you. Suddenly, a boy yells, it's weak and we see an infected fever stumble into the room. The aliens are wearing the body of <laughs> a loose-fitting suit as he tries to attack Uki with a tendril coming from the palm of his hand. As people begin to flee, Alien Lefebvre chases after Uki, Spider walking up the stairs like Regan and the Exorcist.
0: Uki Uh... manages to
1: escape as Micah grabs a blade and (laughs) flashes at Lefebvre, and then Uki decides to go hide into a boat and waiting for the all-clear, which is coming from Micah. They deduce that the aliens can smell their blood on Uki, so they can track her. But oh snap, Azu also has blood on her sleeve from being attacked earlier by the polar bear. So oh, we have shit. to go find Azu. So Azu <laughs> meanwhile is hanging out, you know, and she decides that she's going to look for a bag of skittles, which are hidden under a floorboard in Micah's room. And that's when the fisherman from earlier shows up at the house. Before she can be attacked, Lena arrives with the others and saves her. Micah fends off the alien and grabs a weapon before escaping through a window. The alien gives chase and struggles to keep up in its human form. It keeps stumbling and falling to the ground. And just when Micah has run away enough where she thinks she's safe, alienal fever shows up and they decide to shut themselves into a freight container. Once oh, the man. Aliens cool d- is just waiting outside for them. Yep, yeah, Whoopsie. Yeah,
4: no,
3: and then it's like lock it into the fucking freight container and it's like they're literally sitting in there. I clocked it like over 15 minutes of them mm. just talking in the fucking freight container, and I was like, "Come There's so the much fuck on!" I know oh,
1: Dude, it was just a lot of fucking
3: dialogue. I honestly I don't remember what they were talking about because so I
1: skipped over it. So they're probably just talking about <laughs> aliens. Um, and so,
3: and uh, yeah, horrible yeah. horrible loose skin suits, you know, for for these fucking human alien things. I was just like, come on, you can do better than that, man. <laughs> you know, I, didn't Ooh, I didn't hate this
2: I didn't hate the skin suits. I thought they were kind of like they were really bad fun. And you know, like it's like, all right, like these aliens kinda suck at being aliens, you know. They they really suck at being humans. And that one skin suit, yeah. especially when you saw it outside of the uh outside of that trailer for a second mm-hmm. I, I thought they were using the uh the leatherface costume. It totally looked like fucking
0: <laughs>
4: like, <laughs>
2: Yeah.
4: All well, they needed to do is hold it up yeah. into the sunshine to, to harness its power.
2: They <laughs> it taking to hit the field, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so while they're in the container, Micah decides to call her dad and just kind of talk about what's going down. But, of course, Atta is at the party, not having a good time, not picking up his phone. So Jess calls the police and wants to talk to Peters. She tells a woman on the phone that they're having an emergency. They're trapped in a crate with a bunch of drunk men outside <laughs> that want to chop them up. So Peters work. eventually arrives. So Peters eventually does arrive, but she's immediately attacked as we cut back to the social stance and see Otto is just kinda of like, man, this shit sucks. But so, yeah, you know, Peters doesn't really make it. She she shows up. She's but, like, uh, just keep herself hidden and fends off against the aliens the best way she can.
3: Yeah, so, and starts at, screaming, yeah. but not even, like, any gunshots or nothing, man. It's, like, up there. You know, everybody's you know, packing because because you never know what's going to be coming through, you know, because they're living in the wild. Everyone fucking packs,
0: you yeah. know, and
3: it's mm-hmm. like you have some weird-ass shit. You fire off a couple fucking rounds, you know, because we know that the aliens aren't fucking fast. They're, they're slow, like fucking mm-hmm. Romero shit and
0: it's just they oh bodies, right? yeah
3: <laughs> which i did like like i said i give it to the ghoul. i did like the
1: fact that when the aliens put on the human suits they don't know how to walk like they don't know how to really kind of walk like a normal person does because it's new to them so i actually gave points to the movie for that because i did like the herky jerky stumbling that they do they can't really walk right they can't see out of the fucking eye holes you know so they're having a hard time it's not you know an ideal time for them So after a brief discussion on what the aliens are doing for their ship and for the bodies of their hosts, Micah decides that they're going to hunt the aliens. Lena doesn't have the warrior spirit, so she is elected to stay behind with the young ones and keep them safe. Micah sprays on perfume to herself, Uki, and Jess because it will disguise themselves. And that's when Micah stabs up with fever as they run from the crate, tossing away a bloody covered coat as a distraction. So that's when we get the fucking arm-up moment. The montage moment where the girls decide, oh. it's time to fucking go. Let's arm ourselves. And, you know, Micah puts on, you know, the leather coat, which I did uh, like the fact that she had a, a message on the back about protecting the land. You know, that is their land. It's nobody else's. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but after they all arm up, they decide to put on some war paint before they go hunting for the aliens. And then they have their slow motion walk as they all have their little war paint on, you know, ready for which whatever's going to happen. Right it when we cute. Said, <laughs> it's not bad. So but here I thought a we we're gonna have some
0: <laughs> well, yeah. but here mm-hmm. I thought
3: we were gonna have some stuff and then, you know, we have arming up and then I'm sitting around waiting. A lot of
1: Sitting coffee. around a lot of talking.
3: <laughs> yeah. So
1: when they have their slow motion walk, they arrive at a, a fishing village that's been abandoned, uh, they find a dog that's wandering around and then eventually a fever shows up and attacks the girls. Uki uses ah. a large blade to kill him spraying them all with his blood. And as they leave the village, oh. Micah admits to being a crap friend. She's like, listen, Uki, I've been a crap friend. I'm so sorry about that. And that's when Thomasy e shows up to apologize for being so scared earlier. And then he agrees to let them use his Honda ATV, which is exactly what they needed. because he's After the only Uki person he calls down him a bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Which he kind of yeah. is. Um, so Uki is elected to be the trap. So she's going to be the trap of the aliens. Michael lays She's on the, the top with her scope rifle. <laughs> Uki reveals that she has a fever's head. She looks at it and is disgusted as the fisherman shows up. She's like,
3: oh, come on, look at it. Oh, my God. If you, ew, I looked underneath. It's so <laughs> gross, you guys. Oh.
1: And I'm like, stop talking. Uh, but luckily, the fisherman shows <laughs> up.
0: That's funny. <laughs> and
1: he steps into the trap as Thomas, he drives off on his ATV being dragged by a rope. It manages to get free while Micah still can't shoot because her aim is fucking terrible. And that's when we talk shot to Micah and Micah. Yeah. Just yeah terrible fucking such shot. a shitty shot. <laughs> like, Uki is a shot. Uki can get the shot. Micah can't. But apparently Uki wanted to be the trap. So Uki and Micah run underneath a home to escape, but Uki gets stuck trying to climb through a small hole and is eventually grabbed by the fisherman and has her belt sucked Uki from her As Uki normally angle. does. And Uki is spooky and Uki, as we talked about. So they decide to leave Uki behind because she had her blood sucked from the alien. She thinks that she's dying and she's like, you have to end this shit once and for all. And Micah and Lena decide to end all this shit. They're going to go to the end of the movie, which is what we're going to in the third act. Uh, So the two (laughs) girls make it back to Micah's house and discover that the aliens have taken it over. Micah discovers her dad's at home right before he gets attacked by the fishermen. Micah wakes up on the floor and discovers she's been wounded and then sees the fisherman on top of her dad, alien tendrils emerging from the fisherman's eye holes. Jess seems to be perfectly fucking fine, and she's like, oh, wait, I should probably help you, right, Micah? Because you're trapped underneath all that fucking furniture. And she's like, yeah, it might be good.
3: might be uh, a yeah, good
1: idea to kind yeah. of pick up
3: the shit. But, she keeps, <laughs> but guess she keeps saying, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And every time she moves, the entire bookshelf moves. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: it reminded me of Evil Dead. You know, with Bruce Campbell, when he gets trapped underneath the bookshelf, and you can clearly see he can get up at any point, but he's like, oh, 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 like he can't move. And I was like, yeah, just (laughs) it brought that vibe. Like clearly you can get out of this, but you have to lay there and look like you're in pain. Um, So as Atta is being bitch slapped by the tendrils, he manages to rip off the face of the fisherman, and we see that it's nothing but a gnarled mass of tendrils.
0: There's no face left. I liked it.
1: Like I gotta admit, I dug it. <laughs> because there's no eyes, there's no nose, there's no mouth. It's just fucking tendrils. It's just the tentacles. king
4: loved it, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> I did like the aliens. I right. said I liked the aliens in this movie. I didn't mind them. You know, it's just that the story was so weak. I wanted to see more of the aliens. I wanted to learn more about their shit. You, you know what they were there
3: for? You should let me introduce you to more hentai, man. I keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, my dick doesn't get hard for that shit. Yours does.
1: I don't get horny for that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it does. <laughs>
1: you know that I like milk We've been over this. I don't like hentai. I like my cougars. <laughs> I'll stick to that. I don't need tentacles being involved. Um, so, <laughs>
3: King's going to be just hanging out with Grandma and drinking the bone and be like, oh,
0: I used to dance too. He's like, I'll
3: dance with you, Grandma. Come on.
1: <laughs> Let's go dance. Come on. I got a whole bag of Wesley's originals. Let's go back home. Ooh. You're such a nice boy. I know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> see, Ookie, okay. see? Andy will take care of me. <laughs> I did several times. Isn't that right, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> he is the, he is the only shit. white
3: man. <laughs> the only white man allowed on the land.
4: <laughs> There's got to be one everywhere, even in the Arctic.
1: Well, somebody's got to run that yeah. KFC.
2: Just happens to it's, be a cop, you know?
3: Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dirty cop, too. <laughs> Trying to steal all the kids' it's weed. joint. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so
1: weird, and it was kind of, like, unnecessary. Like, that's the thing that I had a problem with, too, is the fact that Lefebvre is a white cop in this Inuit community, and he's a fucking dick. Like, you know, he just treats all the kids like they're assholes, and he's like, oh, Yeah. Uh, hey, Peters. I caught him smoking out here, and she's like, "So? Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> uh, I don't know." And then just fucking walks away. I'm like, "Come on!" Like, this just it didn't make any sense. Like, am I supposed to not what? like him? I just think he's dumb.
3: Uh, I think that was uh, part of the point, though, about you know, like tying into the whole thing about the stolen land, you know, and them trying to get get the land back. Is you know, it's just, it's, you know, the the white people that are there are fucking dicks, you know. Just like the government. Well, there's one white
1: guy. Like, there's one, and that's just Lefebvre. Like, there's not several. It's just weirdly
3: one. I'm sa- I'm saying maybe yeah. he was supposed to be a re- representation of that.
2: No, no. Of
3: white authority trying to, you know, r- rule over their land. Yeah, I just,
1: I wish it had played out more. Like, maybe he should have been, like, the mayor or something. <laughs> something weird you know, where he has more authority because he clearly doesn't because Peters is immediately fucking putting him in the corners of, get the fuck out of here. Like, okay, sorry. <laughs> you know, he, is it white boy yeah, day? It was, no, it
3: ain't white boy day. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know? So again, they could have played with that a little bit more and I might've been happy with it, but no, it's kind of just kind of a throwaway thing, you know, where immediately he's attacked after letting up that joint and killed by the polar bear and turned into one of the, the alien hosts. So, you don't really get too much from him. Um, but eventually, Micah gets free from her bookshelf uh, that was holding <laughs> her down, and she throws a spear at the alien as her dad, Atta, hands her a knife, which she cuts him the head off, causing the light beam that had appeared earlier to disappear from the distance. So, uh, um, okay. So, I mean, I know we're ending this and we have yeah. a few more minutes left, what? but um, what the fuck was the light beam? Like, did did they explain it at all? Did I miss it? But that's I didn't see ship. a light beam the... at all when they showed the ship. No, I saw the, the, the ship meat ship, to... and I'm like, okay.
0: The, when that was the meat, the meat ship,
1: ship.
2: Arrived. That's the first time we saw the light beam, and when the meat ship left, that's the second time we see it.
4: Yeah, man. Uh,
1: yeah, I just because I remember the light beam when the the geologist got killed, but I'm like, is that okay? So. Like, where was the ship? Because all he saw was that little, like, fucking creature in the it, ground.
3: It, that was kind of it, it moving the ship around. was what Uki out. found. It was that pile of mass. That's what Uki found was the massive tendrils and stuff. That that was the meat ship. Right. <clears throat> oh, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. But where the
1: fuck was it when the geologist got killed? Because the geologist found that fucking creature, that meat thing, in the snow. And he's like, what the fuck is that? And then he gets killed. But we don't see a ship at all. But Well, again,
2: uh, a throwback to the thing, it might have been in the ice and those tendrils are just the first little bits of the ship as it was on its way out.
1: Again, that's a good call. I wish they did that. Like, if that had been the ship the entire time, then I needed to see, like, the ice melt and for that fucking meat ship to appear. Like, then I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was so confusing. Like, there's the light beam at the beginning and the light beam at the end. I'm like, okay, it's the ship, but yeah. um, it goes out and then Micah, Uki, and Jess return to the freight container and free Lena, Aju, and the other kids as they watch the meat shit leave. So it's just like, oh, shit, we got defeated by a bunch of teenage girls. We've got to
3: get the fuck out of here. Oh, fuck,
1: it, go,
3: yeah, go, go, the- go, 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 Yeah, I was just as confused as you were because it's like, you know, the, the one creature got killed, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, wait, what? The- we need to get the fuck out? You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, all the kids are like, yay, we won. Now they like, wait. What did the fuck happened? What did you do?
0: Because,
3: because, they had, because they had taken out other that's creatures so before. Yep. So what was the they fucking sure difference did. between the one that was attacking N- Natar than the other ones? You know, yeah, so to where all a of a sudden they had to cut and run. <laughs> that's why I'm so fucking
1: confused. Like the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Like, was was the, the fisherman alien, like, the fucking captain? And then once he's dead, all the other people on the meat ship are like, oh, fuck, go, 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 go. And they have to fucking go That's... and go somewhere else? Like, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah,
2: I do kind of think that that was the case, because you see them all melt after he's killed.
1: It was weird. You know, it was kind of like the, the whole vampire thing, where it's like, if you kill the head, uh, everybody else can go back to normal or die. But it was just, it was so weird, because... They, They didn't really explain why it was there. Like, I don't want a big explanation, but it's like, okay, meat ship shows up and then goes away because they killed the fisherman alien. And then they're like, fuck, yeah, we beat the aliens.
2: It might have helped if they showed at some point that the fisherman alien was indeed like a leader, you know, like make it something different than the other ones that we've been seeing at this point. Because that, I think, is really where you're, you're kind of lost because even I was like, shit, like all of these things were things that I figured after the movie. I was like, okay, that, that kind of has the only explanation that makes sense here.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm not talking about like an explanation where you see the aliens on the ship and like, blah, 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 and fucking talking to each other in their fucking alien language. I don't need that because I think that's hokey. But, you know, just give me something that kind of makes sense because none of it really made sense. Like the, it just kind of shows up and the girls are real quick to defeat the fishermen. And then they all just kind of go away. Like I wanted more invasion. I wanted more of these fucking meat people to be taken over the town and really fucking shit up. But instead they just kind of very quick, you know, carefully, quietly put it with the girls. Like there there could have been more that I would have liked to have seen, but they don't really give it to you. Um, You know, that's why I prefer a movie like the monster squad
3: or the fan, you know,
1: where it's like, it's more of
3: like, you know, yeah. But yeah, because after the fisherman, you know, goes all, you know, wobbly and dissolves and shit, then I thought the, you know, the girls were gonna take the offensive, and then go directly after the meat ship, you know, like, right. you know, okay, we mm-hmm. got them out of our town, now let's, move, you know, move with the offensive, and go after them, but you know, then they just were aliens were like, fuck this, we're out. I mean, it would have be been great <coughs> if you had seen like the polar bear and the elk.
1: And then like, another alien racing back into the ship blah. Oh, oh,
0: oh, God, oh, God. And <laughs> rambling back into the ship. <laughs>
1: as, as, like, you know, the girls are cheering and shit like that. They're like, oh, no, we got defeated by teenage girls. Better go to another place. <laughs> you know, it would have been – I would have had a laugh. I would have enjoyed it. But, you know, it, it, it just didn't happen because they cheer once it's gone. And then you cut to a short time later um, where Atta is on the boat with Micah, and she's wearing, you know, this this black hooded, you know, coat. And she seems stronger than she was before. And he's like, hey, can we go home now? And she's like, no, we have to go further. I'm like, what do you uh, – you know what? Be hunting aliens. That's what I wanted. I wanted her to be like, we're fucking hunting them down now. Like, we, they left, but I know they're still here, and we have to find them. But, no, it's just like a quick scene of her going, no, we have to go further. And it's like, okay. And they go further. And then it's like, okay. And then you cut back to Atta now having a successful you know, place where you can get food. And he's still handing out flyers, and she's like, I don't know why you have to do that. We're all good. Like, you know, But he's like, no, I have to because i got to get more of the word out. And that's when we see a bunch of reporters show up, and this one female reporter is like, oh, shit. You're the girl that kills all the aliens, right? And she's like, uh, no, I mean, yeah, we, we did, but it's fine. And that's when Uki's like, I'll talk to you. I'll tell you fucking everything. What do you want to know? Like, you know, I'll give you the big fucking scoop. Let's go. I'll tell you how many. I killed so many aliens. It was crazy. Like, I killed, like, 10,000 of them. Like, you know, Micah was cool, but I killed all the aliens. So let's go right off, and I can tell you about my scoop. And, of course, Micah's like, oh, you know what? I'll let her have, you know, the final say. I'll let her be the spokesperson for a little alien, you know, killing group. Um, So it takes the pressure off of Micah. And then Micah is like, oh, that friend of mine, you know, just folding her arms and smiling as we cut the credits. The end for Slashback. Um, so, yeah, again, I think I just didn't like it because it just it was confusing in a lot of points, and I thought that there just needed to be more aliens. Like, I felt like the aliens took a backseat to the teenage girls. Like, it was more about them than it was about the aliens.
3: Agreed. Yeah a lot of talking and again you got to have the talking the, the the acting is where it failed though is like cuz you're going to have this much talking like we said at the beginning uh, you know of this thing to ha- have them talk in their natural language with subtitles so then maybe we could have actually gotten some better tones and this and that with them and you know when they're fighting when they're arguing and stuff like that you know it would come across better but you know uh you know, un- unfortunately, yeah, it's just, due to you wanting to shoot on location with the actual people in the actual village, yeah, the acting was just bad. Um,
1: yeah, I think, because they definitely used, like, the Inuit language when they were writing about where they were. Like, it would flash to their language, and then it would flash to English, so you could read it. I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, this movie probably would have been a lot better if they had just subtitled it and let them speak, you know, and and be natural rather than talk English Um, because I think that's where a lot of it falls you know I mean again like the the ghoul had said I think it's great that this woman decided to make a movie in the village where she grew up you know make it into an Inuit horror film with aliens and have these Inuit girls and kind of show how bad life is when you're living in the middle of fucking nowhere like the whole talk about country food and Micah hates it and she just likes KFC and of course it's expensive you know, I mean, I liked aspects of that, but it just it felt like aliens just kind of got thrown in at a certain point. They're like, oh, fuck, we can't make a movie about how life sucks here. We have to throw in aliens. like, And thats it, it fell by <laughs> <like> the wayside.
0: <laughs> it, it,
1: I, I, I
2: didn't yeah. necessarily take, I mean, obviously, listen, Micah might not have loved her home at the beginning of the movie, but by the end of the movie, she does. I, I don't know if it's so much a, a, of a film that's, trying to say, like, oh, look how bad it is where we're living, as much as it's just any teenager hates where they live, you know? Like, I know when I was a teen, man, like, I fucking hated being in Manalepin sometimes, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I hated living in a trailer, so you know where I stand. <laughs> I never liked it, but it's where I grew up, but, I mean, I just, I, I don't know, I never had a conversation with people, I'm like, man, it sucks here. Like, no, we all hated it, so we didn't talk about it. We just repressed it, because we knew one day we would leave. So there was a lot of repression happening. in have helping in, in Tiny Town, <laughs> where I grew up.
3: Yeah, but, um, okay, but, but like you said, you knew you were going to leave, but everyone here, no one goes. No one leaves, man. So, you know, so that was Micah's big thing is trying to find a way where she can, you know, at the beginning of the film anyway, get out of here and move on and do something with her life. And it seems like now she's kind of ace- accepted, the, you know, this role, you know, but...
1: Yeah, Yeah. Um, because Uki is the only one who wants to stay. Uki is like, I fucking love it here, man. Like, this is great. Like, I love living where we live. And everybody else, including Micah, is like, eh, it's not for me. You know, I want to go somewhere else and experience life somewhere else. But Uki is just fine where she is. So if she wasn't so fucking annoying the entire movie, I probably would have liked her. But every time she tried to talk, I'm like, okay. You get this whole fucking thing from Uki about how she's fucking cool and shit, (laughs) you know. It just, it, you know. So, with that being said, that was Slashback. Uh That was the Dean's film pick of the week for this week. My next
4: week, pick of the week.
1: Uh, I am going to give my pick to the monkey. So we're going to do a little twitcheroo So monkey is going to go Wait. next week, and then I'm going to go the week after. Uh, so monkey, okay. what do you have? I'm going go next week. week?
4: All
3: yeah. right. Uh, this all Wait, right. What is year,
4: the reason uh, for these scheduling shenanigans?
3: Okay okay Turn we're going again. to get there and watch it. okay we're doing a movie that i know the king has never watched and i'm hoping the rest of us are going to enjoy it we are going to watch specifically the theatrical cut. theatrical cut not director's cut theatrical cut of Which legend cut? legend theatrical cut of legend of
4: legends of the fall
3: nope legend tim curry Tom Cruise.
1: What do you never mean I've never seen it? I've seen
0: it.
3: Oh, uh, okay. I've seen it because
1: he's you,
0: fucking Satan. He's <laughs> fucking <laughs> Satan
3: <seen>. in Legend. <laughs> of course I've seen it. But one. yeah, th- this year I'm trying to go creature features and w- this way and
0: that. Cool. And
3: it's just one of those classic creature f- feature films that, you know, I think people should see. So yeah, fucking sure. Ridley Scott, th- theatrical cut. That's where we're going.
1: And the first appearance of Tom Cruise on the podcast. So, <laughs> wow, here we go. <laughs> first movie ever in all of our podcasts, and we're going to be talking about a Tom I think Cruise this movie. Might,
2: this might be the first time the ghoul girl actually hates a monkey pick
1: What? Look at that. Uh, uh-oh. She, she
2: cannot stand Tom Cruise.
1: Neither <laughs> can I. So it's going to be fun. I fucking hate him so much. <laughs> But Tim Curry's in it as a devil, so you got big points for that. Darkness, I should say, not not Satan, darkness. So, yes, I have seen it, Monkey, <laughs> and we're going to talk about it next week on the show, Legend. So, with that being said, thank you so much for your pick tonight, Dean, of Slashback, and we'll see you back here at My the Ranch. My pleasure, next week. as always. <laughs> All right, Monkey, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? But not, pit, but not
2: right. with our pleasure in
3: mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I always thanks for listening
3: to the, the the first episode of this, this year's Talking Terror. But anyway, thanks for listening. Good night everybody. All
1: right. Why don't you to go ahead and sign yourself off, cool.
2: Hey, stay scared everybody. Stay scared. Did the team sign off? I yes. did. Oh. He you said he pleased like
1: everybody and he's going home. So, it's good. Uh, okay.
2: Well, th- th- thank you, thank you for pleasuring everybody, Dean. Thank you. My
1: pleasure,
2: and, uh, yeah, everybody.
1: Stay, stay scared. Have a good night. <laughs> I came. I don't know about you guys, but anyway, I'm your old no. pal, the King of Horror, Andrew G. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Next week we're covering the Mad Monkey's film pick of the week, Legend. But until then, hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail odorous. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies, and we'll see you guys
4: next time.
0: Later. With the Lucky Lands
3: Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.